0: And welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. Uh, We're back. I almost just flubbed the intro, um, and my name is Kelso. I'm
1: Kyla.
2: And I'm Carl.
0: I don't know if it was just me who could hear me stumbling over that a little bit there, but...
1: uh You got a little little spiky on that T, but other than that, uh, (laughs) I didn't notice.
0: Okay, well, Uh what are you gonna do?
1: It's fine. We're we're doing our best. It's a Sunday morning.
0: Yeah. It, yes. It it is. Um
1: I, I'm I'm hungover on reptile excitement because I went to the reptile show yesterday.
0: Ooh, reptile show. Yay. Did you get any like fun enrichment uh activities for Escher's habitat?
1: No. I, I was I went to get potentially a um uh, uh like a little rainmaker thing, like a little automated sprinkler thing for his tank um but oh. the, the I didn't find quite the one I was looking for unfortunately um but it was uh like it was still really fun to go. I did get a little tiny uh three d printed dragon thing um but because there's also a lot of like people doing reptile adjacent crafts uh at gotcha. the show um so you know there's people who do like you know displays of pin displays of pinned butterflies and like 3d printed reptiles and like little like sculpted reptile things and uh stuffed animal axolotls and you know stuff that's, all all that kind of thing
0: that's such a cool and unexpected niche like i feel like now i want to become a, an artist who just does reptile stuff so that I can only, like, I will not go to any other, like, conventions or trade shows other than reptile expos. Like, that seems like um, such a such a wild and specific thing to do as an artist, and I really love, I love it conceptually. Um, I mean, you do have all of those, like, um,
1: yeah, I, I don't remember the name the of that 3D, artist. I, th- I suspect the 3D printer people um, are mostly, like... Uh... I don't know how much they are actually the artists because uh, so much as they are people who have a 3d printer. Um, oh, yeah. because I think like a lot of the stuff they make is just a pattern that they downloaded online that they just print out in interesting colors.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but like if, if you're doing like, um, like plushies, usually yeah, I feel yeah. like if you're, if you're doing plushies at a, at a convention or a, an expo or a trade show or something, it's, Usually, your own design. Um, yeah,
1: and there's a lot of like 2D artists as well who are sell- selling like stickers and shirts of their merch and stuff like that. So,
0: although I did just realize if they're if they're selling at the Lizard Convention, there's a, a strong chance that they are also selling at the Furry Conventions in like the Scaly Hall or whatever, wherever maybe. scalies go in the Furry Convention, which is fine. They're
1: they're usually not anthropomorphized, <laughs> but that maybe doesn't okay. matter one way or the other. It's, um, it's so
0: difficult to say with
1: furries who knows <laughs> there is uh there I, but there was some there was some really good good art and cool things and and so many cool to look at critters there were they had baby poison dart frogs that were like only as big as my fingernail
2: Ooh.
1: uh and just beautiful colors uh so so pretty um i saw a uh, gosh so many things. I saw a collared lizard that was like the brightest blue that I've ever seen. It's a morph called Blazing Blue, I guess. Um, There were just so many uh, crested geckos and ball pythons of every description, including it was my first time ever seeing a scaleless ball python. I have seen other other snakes with a scaleless morph, but I've never seen a ball python that was scaleless, which was really weird.
0: I I looked up the blazing blue lizard, and wow, that this yeah. this boy is like Kool Aid blue. Yeah, right. That's incredible. I'm here for this. I um, I occasionally around here in like in the summer, um, outdoors will see blue tailed skinks, and it's very Ooh. cute to see. To just to see that color of blue uh in an animal in yeah. nature, <laughs> you don't you don't expect it. Um.
1: Yep. There's a yeah. couple. There were a couple skinks of various types at the show, um, including a blue t- a blue tongued skink, um, which are fun and big. Um, there were a bunch of people had various kinds of um, of ackie monitors. There were a bunch of monitor lizards generally, but like ackies are like these big ones. Someone had a big full grown red ackie, and uh, it was just like hanging out on the corner of the table in a little tank, like watching people go around the corner. <laughs> Uh, There was some, like, big-ass bearded dragons. There was also, like, the local animal rescues come and show, so there were also, like, puppies and kittens at the show. Yeah. Uh, And, like, guinea pigs and rats and uh, scorpions and tarantulas and uh, stick insects. Just a a whole wide variety of things. Uh, It's a, you know, I don't know. We spent, like, two-ish hours walking around the floor. Um... It was a fun time it's it's kind of a little bit like a zoo experience um except like you get to see the animals much more up close,
2: yeah, a petting zoo
1: yeah some some of them you like you can you can pet um most of them like are in little containers, so unless you're actively wanting to buy it, you generally don't ask them to take it out, but sometimes you do, or sometimes they have one out specifically for handling. To kind of show that it's easy to handle, Um it was cool. And I met the uh, the people that I bought Escher from last year, and I showed her uh, pictures of how he's doing. Oh! Um, and I met That's the cute. like main social media person who runs the Pacific Northwest Gecko Owners Facebook group, and I chatted with her about her Instagram. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time.
2: Nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I still, I don't know, I have always really liked snakes, just the idea of having a snake as a pet, but I don't, uh, I, I don't know if I could, um, like, if I can be reliably trusted to keep an animal that can't regulate at some temperature.
1: Yeah, that's fair. It is, uh, especially <laughs> if you live in a place that has, gets some severe weather and can have power outs. Yeah. That can be tough.
0: It's, it's just scary, like... I'm looking over there at Garth. He's asleep in his little bed. He's doing a great job keeping his body temperature where it needs to be, <laughs> all on his own.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some snakes and stuff where you just have to have like a heat pad on one side of the tank, and as long as you can keep that powered, like they're pretty like easy to easy to care for. But yeah, no, it's it, that is the toughest part I would say of caring for Escher. Is, like, making sure, because especially, like, New Caledonian geckos have, like, a really narrow, like, comfortable range of temperatures. Mm
2: -hmm. Like, they would
1: really prefer it be between, like, 72 and 75. And, like, they can get down as much as, like, 65 and up to 80 without, like, taking damage. But, uh... If, yeah, if they're, like, more than 80 for a significant period of time, they can die and so you know it's 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 tough because you know we you have to have an air conditioner and you have to make sure you're monitoring like and using it at the appropriate times and yeah
0: it is just like man how how do these things survive in the wild but
1: by living I mean, exclusively in very temperate regions
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: exactly you got to just hit that that uh climate sweet spot yeah and go for it.
1: Oh god, I saw about a bazillion uh ball pythons though. Everybody has ball pythons. Um I really like the um the whatchima face. The um I think they're the Azanthic ones. Um uh, ball python. Um the one there where they like they, they basically come out in sort of a black and white um uh like color scheme because they are missing um the uh, they're missing like the pigmentation gene that like creates yellows, I think. Something like that.
0: Oh yeah, um, I'm looking I'm looking at it. It looks cool.
1: Um and so they end up yeah, they end up like interestingly grayscale. Um and there's just there's just some real pretty snakes of that type. I mean like there's a there's a billion different ball python morphs that are cool looking. There were a lot of really cool pied ones there as well which have like these like big white chunks where they're just missing any pattern at all. It's like yeah, piebald. balls. I've always thought
0: those are cool because it looks like like the texture is not loaded on them. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> um and it's it was it's funny. Um, I was I was showing pictures that I took to some friends, and uh, a friend pointed out there were like two uh, piebald snakes next to each other in a picture that looked basically identical, and one of them was three hundred and fifty bucks, and the other was nine hundred bucks. Yeah. uh And I was like looking at the markings on their containers, and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure what's going on here. Is that the expensive one has a rare gene that is not visible, but that would make it valuable as a breeder, um, because it could potentially breed offspring with that gene.
0: I guess that makes sense.
1: And it's one of those recessive traits where, like, you don't really see it much unless both of the babies, like, the baby has it from both parents. Um, It's what they call uh, you are you are het for a gene, meaning like you have you don't you don't display the gene because it requires two copies and you only have one copy but because you have one copy you'll pass it on to 50% of your children um so it can be bred for um and i think it was uh i think it was het for orange dream which is a, apparently a recent and f- like fairly new morph that is pretty rare so that would um, understand why it's uh expensive
0: i just like how many uh, so, i mean this is like more when I was doing a deep dive onto um, isopods, but just how many? It's like f- food names, like orange <laughs> yeah. dream, or there's like the cookies and cream isopod, the pudding isopod. Like, what are y'all yep, doing? What uh, are y'all doing with these
1: bugs? Banana is also a popular ball python.
0: Worm. Yeah, yeah, the banana, the banana ones are delightful looking. Yeah.
1: Um. Mm. But yeah that's that was that was my day yesterday for the most part, and then some friends came over in the evening and we watched hannibal and uh it was a good time
0: like did you watch like all of hannibal like did you no, hear no all we
1: it? we are we are going through like you know every every week or a few weeks we're like hanging out and watching a few episodes, so we watched okay. I don't know like three or four episodes or something nice, but cool. it's it's fun to like show off a show that uh that, you know, I was super obsessed with for a while to a friend. I mean, it's a, it's a show
0: that is worth being obsessed with. It's a good one.
1: It's a good show. It's a good it's show. A, it's making me kind of want to pick back up the old fanfic that I abandoned <laughs> that I was in the middle of. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um. Nice. You're hung over on lizards and I'm hung over on. I Uh, bought a new desk. That was my Prime Day purchase. So I... It arrived yesterday, so I completely disassembled my entire office setup and reassembled and, like, cleaned and put a whole bunch of crap in the closet that I didn't need to have out of the closet. I spent about, like, four hours just kind of crawling around on the floor, like, putting together (laughs) my, like, Ikea-style flat-pack desk and, like, running cables, and um, it has been worth it. But I'm sore and tired, so yeah. so there's that
1: drunk on home redecoration, also it yeah. sounds like you've been playing a bunch of uh house flipper as well, so
0: yeah, I have the the problem is that like the like I don't know over a year ago when I had to get a new hard drive um like it I didn't back up anything onto cloud saves because it was kind of a sudden thing, so I just like. <laughs> Have the whole game to be replayed, but I'm just mm. like I don't I don't want to redo like all of these HGTV, uh, like house flipper jobs because those are pretty weak in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like I can't do the farm flipper stuff until I have done the other stuff. Like I feel <laughs> like I have to go through them sequentially, which is my my own brain problem giving yep. me that that wrong idea. Um, but. Yeah, just been—I don't know—just doing that and spacing out and not having to think too hard about anything, which is nice sometimes. <laughs> like this time of year, it's nice. It's too hot to think about things, so you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How about you, Carl? I've,
2: I've done pretty much nothing from the this entire two weeks. Good. Good. I'm yeah.
1: glad you're getting a chance to relax. <laughs>
2: I mean I started getting sort th- kind of obsessed by playing mahjong.
1: Ooh. Like real mahjong? Or
2: yes, it depends what you mean by real, but yes.
1: So I I, I um, my understanding is that like the thing that is released in the west as mahjong is just like a like a matching puzzle game is not actually how mahjong is played. Mahjong is actually like a a multiplayer betting game.
2: Yeah, it's more similar to like poker.
1: Yeah, and that's what I thought. That's that's what I mean by real mahjong. Yeah, as
2: opposed but there's to. The so, there's also like all the different regions have different version of, of it. So. Oh, interesting. But that sounds I, complicated. And now I really want um self. Of, like, shuffling mahjong table, but <laughs> that costs way more than I can afford. Yeah. Probably in the area of $1,300. Woof! For something, like, I will use once.
1: I was gonna say, that also sounds like an incredibly niche product.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh, well, I mean, it's, that's a cool thing to get into. I feel like that's uh like, there's some street cred in being able to play, like, actual Mahjong.
2: Eh, I'm not sure about that.
1: <laughs> Maybe not, but uh, that my that is my personal perception of it. Uh, I'm not 100% sure why that's my personal perception of it, but it is.
0: Ah... <sighs> Yeah, I mean it's it's impressive to me who has no idea how mahjong works. So like, I'm impressed.
1: <laughs> Wait, you don't just click on like the two tiles that match and then they disappear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not, You're telling me that's not mahjong.
0: <laughs> so in like every yakuza game, mahjong is available as a mini game that you can play. Um, and I never do. I never even touch. I'm like I'm. I refuse. I'm like I'm not. Not going to um, worry about learning how to play mahjong unless it's like absolutely necessary for the story. And spoiler alert: like seven plus games in, it has never been necessary for the story. <laughs> I, sometimes, I was say, like it's sometimes, it's a
1: Yakuza game, so yeah, nothing, you, nothing, You, se- you is do necessary have to
0: do like some gambling, um, but that's just like you got to make X amount of money, um, hmm. so you can do. Any, any one that's available, and I always go with blackjack for that because Fair it's enough. very, it's very easy to game, um, like video game blackjack. So, yeah, yeah, you just like purposely lose several hands, and then uh, all of a sudden it just lets you start winning for like a, a a pretty decent streak of time. Nice. That's my that's my pro tip for that.
2: Pro tip: just lose. <laughs>
1: got to win, just lose. Well, lose now, win later. You yeah. gotta, you gotta play the long game. Okay, good to know. If and when I ever end up playing the Yakuza games, I this is one of those series that's like I know I really should pick up because I would probably love it, but it seems like there's a lot of <sighs> game there.
0: I mean, honestly, you only really need to play like. The first one, maybe two. And after that, it's very much like a Your Mileage May Vary thing. Um, I just played all of them because I kind of, like, decided. Like, <laughs> I committed myself to playing them.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I have a I have a friend who's kind of obsessed with the franchise, so. Uh, yeah.
2: Like, he, I he really need to play it all. as well.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: I mean, like I said, the first two are good. I... The third one is polarizing. I really like it, but I understand a lot of people don't because it is a lot of it's just, like, Uncle Kiryu running the orphanage. Um, and then there's, like, <laughs> then there's like a, an international, like, government conspiracy that pops off, like, at the very end, and it's, where did all this come from? Um, and then, like, 4, 5, and 6 are just, like, <laughs> uh, well, 4 and 5 are, like pretty okay and then six is just like not good and seven is a lot of fun so you know a lot of them are skippable but also not because they're all directly related and like referenced in the timeline mm. so it's uh it's it's a difficult um it's a difficult sort of thing and yeah, also you're... they they um like they retconned a lot of the first two games with the 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 remakes so, that mm. they fit in better with Yakuza Zero as a prequel. Um, so, it, it's it, the chronology is uncertain. Like, do you start with Zero or do you not start with Zero? Does it matter? Um, so, uh, you get, yeah, get into it if
2: you want to. <laughs> I will play Yakuza Zero at one point because it's the one I own.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly would not recommend starting with it. I would probably play it after. I would probably play like 1 and then 0 and then go into the rest of the series.
1: Hmm. All right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's a whole that's a whole project I would have to like separately research with people before I figure out what I want to do with it.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot and they're long frickin' games. So, you know.
1: Yeah, that's my understanding is like uh, also like I have other things that I That are long that I theoretically want to play. Like, Final Fantasy 16 is out and I still haven't played 15. So. I don't like.
0: I don't know. 16 just, like, isn't doing it for me. It just looks very, like, bland. Like, it doesn't look like it has anything that makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy to me. Mm, If that makes sense. Like. I don't know. I guess like some of the summons are in there. Like and I'm just talking about like what I have seen in brief glimpses of gameplay and like trailers. Like mm-hmm. I guess they're like, "Oh, here's here's Ifrit." Like, yeah, it's it's the Final Fantasy thing. But beyond that, it's like okay, well this just looks like generic like <laughs> anime times. Like, yeah, like the the Japanese idea of like what western fantasy genre is like that kind of feel like the dragon's dogma sort of feel which is not yeah. bad it just it just doesn't look like final fantasy to me i don't know
2: yeah the setting does not impress me like it doesn't settle me as much as like a boy band in a fast car
0: yeah <laughs> a boy band boy band road trip like a hot boy summer is a hard thing to follow up I think.
1: It's a great pitch, for sure. I I feel somehow, like, this, like, 16 kinda, like, came out of nowhere for me. Somehow it was completely un, like, unaware of its, like, approach. And then someone just said one day to me, like, oh, yeah, Final Fantasy 16 is releasing, like, this Friday. And I'm like, oh, I I didn't realize there was a 16 in production already. You know, like... (laughs)
0: I I felt the same way about it, even though I did see like the initial trailer, like I don't know, two years ago or something. Yeah. I I think the initial trailer was just so forgettable that it's like, okay, well I guess it's here now. Yeah.
2: Also, there's a lot of big games that released right before. Yeah. So that's like, fair. Zelda, Diablo, maybe Street Fighter.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there is a lot going on. That's true.
2: Hmm.
1: I will not fall asleep on the podcast. I will not fall asleep on the podcast.
0: Okay, I'm, let's. Um, I'm sorry. I spent no, like you're good.
1: two hours walking around a hot convention center and I'm all and I'm just like, it just ruined me. I don't know.
0: Yeah, okay. Look, let's. Should we, should talk, we talk about, about the about game? You? Yeah. yeah. We should talk about the game.
1: Let us talk about the artful escape by Beethoven and Dinosaur, uh, published by uh, I Am Eight Bit and Anna Perna, of course. Our of course. our longtime faves. Um, the uh, it's an Australian team. Uh, lots of like high street cred voice acting going on here. Uh, like like very interesting cast uh is a is a musical adventure uh odyssey um it's i will i will give like a an upfront disclaimer that like we are going to spoil everything that's in this and i think there is some benefit to this game to going into it more or less blind um but also it's one of those games that like we we will describe the entire thing at you and it will still not really capture the experience of playing it so you can listen to this and then still go play it afterwards
0: yeah yeah it's it's definitely um yeah it's definitely one that it that it's hard to kind of capture the gestalt without just like just play it you know um there's a lot going on
1: yeah so that with that out of the way uh you play as francis vendetti um, a young folk singer living in the shadow of his uncle, who was a famous folk singer who, like, redefined the genre or something. And there's a big music festival um, that's, that's coming up in the tiny town of Calypso, uh, where everybody, all the tourists have come to visit to see you play, uh, but specifically to see you play the hits of your uncle, not your own stuff
0: yeah it's um, um it's the twentieth anniversary um of the right. the uncle's like breakout album which yeah. i don't know twentieth anniversary for a folk singer in what is ostensibly like a future future timeline seems like like that's that's an album from two thousand three <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know yeah um and yeah. and it's it's even weirder um given that his uncle is uh, Johnson Vendetti, but his uncle is just Bob Dylan. Like, yeah. they literally just took, like, one of those famous pictures of Bob Dylan and said, here he is. Here's the guy. It's not Bob Dylan. What are you saying? It's 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 Johnson Vendetti. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I and think... this,
1: even the music, the folk music they designed for the game, like, Huck heard it, and the first thing he said was like, is this Bob Dylan? I'm <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, this is written for the game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, like, obviously intentional. Like, the yeah the main director of this game is a musician, yeah, um, so like it's it's like very, very clearly intentional um it's just i I said this when we were when I started playing it, like the setting is wild because it is both out of place and out of time, like it's impossible to know apart from them telling you that it takes place in a town in Colorado, which doesn't exist. And uh doesn't look anything like Colorado at all. <laughs> um, it's also just impossible to know like when is this supposed to be taking place um, yeah it
1: it feels kind of eighties uh in in the music like uh in the in the sort of like you know wizard spray painted on the side of a van kind of way um, but also like it 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 does feel like it's intended to be set kind of modern day. So yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah,
0: which is, uh, you know, like I said, it's not a problem. Like it's yeah. cle- clearly an intentional choice, but it's like it really just throws you for a loop right from the beginning. Yeah,
1: it's it's not harmful to the game in any way. No, uh, but it's it is difficult to pinpoint if that's the thing you are trying to do. Um, but yeah, so our boy Francis. Uh, the thing is, he kind of doesn't want to play folk music (laughs) like he's been sort of strapped into this because he looks exactly like his uncle and he plays music and so everyone expects him to follow his uncle's legacy but he really likes space rock (laughs) that's his like that's his whole jam and uh he's feeling like very trapped by this legacy uh and then one day uh some aliens show up and are like hey this this like space rocker that we play with like on our spaceship uh needs a new support band uh and we need you to come and play his backup and so you get abducted by aliens, and then the rest of the game is like a musical odyssey across space
0: yeah it's it's like the the space rock opera um <laughs> genre yeah. uh very very much like uh well the so the the uh, famous, like, musician from space that has abducted you. So we've got Bob Dylan on one hand, and then, of course, uh, Lightman, who is the your um, abductor, kind of, mm-hmm. is also just, like, a Jimi Hendrix analog. So yeah. you're getting into the realms of, like, you know, like, psychedelic rock, and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, a, an interesting sort of juxtaposition of genres, which I guess they were both yeah. kind of con- contemporaneous, like, the big boom of folk music and also the big boom of psychedelic rock um, yeah, were, were, like, you know, those did kind of exist in the same time period. So, it yeah. works. It makes sense.
1: Um, and, yeah, so Lightman is a sort of um, an aging, like, past his prime, but very well-regarded um, musician who, like, is touring and needs you as his backup. And he is also accompanied by uh Violetta, who does laser light shows, and is apparently, like, a super genius at it. hmm Uh, and she's been working with Lightman. And, yeah, so they, you get, you sign a contract basically without reading it. Um, they, like, flash it in front of you, and they're like, you get that? And you're like, no, and they're like, great, come on. Um. And, uh, So the contract says that in order to go home again, you have to play three shows uh, at the various ports. Because you're basically, the spaceship is like a big cruise ship, more or less, that you're performing on. Um, And so, yeah, it's, uh, you have to do these, these three shows, which involve like beaming down to a planet and doing a kind of, loose platforming sequence, uh punctuated by boss fights that are sort of like Simon mini games. Uh as well as the occasional freestyling section where you just like have a backing thing and you can just play whatever notes you want. And <laughs> I I always I love those segments. I think those are my favorite. Um, yeah,
0: I, I wish you had more buttons. Um like uh, like a la um like the N64 um Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask were like you've yeah. got a lot of options for what you can play in those um you know in those games and in this one it's like you've got five buttons which is like I don't know I wish I could so have limited bit more to work with.
1: But I think it's limited to ensure that like no matter what the stuff you're playing always sounds okay. Right? Like yeah. they have they pick yeah. chords and the notes that'll go over the chords such that you can't really screw it up and make it sound like garbage. <laughs>
0: yeah no exactly it's it's the same thing as like the wander song where the the yeah. notes that you're allowed to play are always in the right key um yeah. i just i would have in a game that is so focused on uh like the this is gonna sound uncharitable, and we can talk more about it later the like meandering self indulgent guitar solo um <laughs> I would have liked more of an opportunity to be more meandering and self-indulgent with it, I guess, is like how I feel. The game,
1: the game is is entirely meandering and self-indulgent. Guitar solo—that is the main gameplay. <laughs> I
0: I have a big big thing to say about that, but we'll talk about it when we talk more about like kind of the the whole culmination of the narrative, I guess.
1: Sure, sure. Um. Um. Yeah. So the 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 gameplay, like the platforming, is very simple and utterly forgiving like you it it has like it gave me weird Ollie Ollie world vibes at certain times because a lot of it is like sliding down ramps and doing full jumps yeah Yeah. um it's it's less about
0: platforming because i feel like platforming does imply like some level of traversal being a challenge mm
1: -hmm. i feel like it's
0: less about platforming more about like just here's a cool environment for you to move through and look at.
1: Yeah, and during those sequences, you can hold down uh, what is the the square button on a on a PS controller um, yeah. to just wail on your guitar. And if you while you're wailing on your guitar, the environment will react to you uh, in interesting ways. I, I basically just held down that button the entire game, more or, mean, or less. Like, yeah, me yeah, too. There's there's no reason not to. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't have to, but like it makes cool things happen in the environment. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> Right. Yeah,
2: and I kind of wish they would have done more where, like, you needed to make stuff happen in the environment to, oh, yeah, progress, to progress the it. platforming.
1: Yeah, that mm-hmm. could have been cool. Uh, but no, but... it's it's more just like watching a light show,
0: pretty
1: yeah. much. Yeah. it's like a
0: music video that you're playing, sort of. Which, again, like like I said, this is like one of those things that sounds like a dig, but it's really not. Because it yep. does, I mean, it is a hate. <laughs> A gorgeous game. It is yeah. so beautiful and so colorful, and like all, everything is just so densely detailed that it's like yeah. Man, I can't get mad.
2: Yeah, yeah I just, can't get mad that I'm just yeah, looking at cool scenery. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's delightful. <laughs> it's like there was a lot of delight that happened uh, for me playing this game. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So like in the first uh stage, you. Sort of um establish you go on a talk show <clears throat> and you kind of establish what your fake made up uh space background is. so you pick like what planet you're from and like what your subtitle is gonna be. Um, I guess in the earliest part when you like first get to space before you even like um, get on the ship, they ask you to pick a name um and you you pick a like a, a title, and then uh you type in your name, and whenever the game pronounces your name, it pronounces it as a guitar riff
2: Mhm
1: um, which I went with uh the ethereal escapee uh as my my character's stage name.
0: I just went with um my the name that I almost always put in a game when I have to pick a name is just the letter k, um so I was the delightful k
1: that's a good stage name it works, it worked on mm-hmm. all right, yeah. It's like Tenacious D. It's Delightful K. Yeah, hey.
0: you know what? It is. I didn't I didn't even think about Tenacious D when I was putting that in. Um, yeah, so that, that's yeah, good. I did it on purpose now. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to say that I did.
2: I was the petite clover.
1: Oh, that is also great.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: <laughs> so many good names. Um, yeah, so you you pick that up, and then you... Um, uh, Let's see, yeah, so you, you, you pick which planet you're from, and you pick, like, uh, a history. I think the planet I picked was Vondella Dawn, which is known for, what is it, fireworks, something, and romance novelettes. Um, I forget what the middle thing was.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember either. I picked the planet Candy Hammer. Um, which nice. rotates on an axis that is perpendicular to the mathematical formula for a perfect cream-filled croquembouche. <laughs> nice. I, I I saw that the name was Candy Hammer, and I was like, I'm already sold. And then I read the description, and I was like, okay, now I'm double sold.
2: Nice. Yeah, I went for the one, I don't remember its name, but the one you go through in the beginning, right at the beginning.
1: Mm. Okay. The, yeah, there was one of those. I vaguely remember. The,
2: not the planet, but pretty much just the area oh, that shapes the, itself um, to whatever you... This the,
0: something like, infinite. Extraordinary. The yeah. extraordinary? The cosmic extraordinary. The cosmic extraordinary, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: In...
1: yeah. Um, and, then, and then you pick, like, a thing that you did as a backstory. I think I ended up being the, the general of the heavy metal light brigade. Same. So
2: did I. Yeah, same.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the most fun, like, interestingly worded one, I think.
2: Um, it really is.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, so you do that, and then you go back to the ship, uh, and you, like, chat with, oh, at the, like, end of that sequence, like, the, uh, Star Gordon, um, which is, like, the, the big musical, uh, sh- like, person that you're performing with, um, On that planet, uh, voiced by Mark Strong, of all people, um, uh, offers to, like, make you famous and, like, broadcast your name all across the universe. And and you say no because, you know, Francis is still having doubts about, like, his his career as a folk musician and the stuff that he owes to, to the people of Calypso. And when you get back, Violetta, like, chews you out of, like, listen, like, my light show is also part of your act, and I would really have liked that publicity and kind of fuck you. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, Which, when you first start the game, uh, like, Violetta is the first person that you meet. She kind of comes to, like, scout the place out a little bit before you get abducted. And it really looks like they're going to go the, like, manic pixie dream girl route with her, and I'm so glad they didn't.
0: Yeah, she really does just show up in Manic P- Manic Pixie Dream Girl You. Like she shows up and she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do some crimes, and now let's climb a tree and talk about your feelings. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: And I was like, oh no. But then like it turns out like she actually like has her own career and shit that she cares about, and she's not really that interested in you, uh, personally or professionally, so Yeah. Um, like, it's fine. Um, yeah, so then you go on your second gig, um, you end up, uh, you, you perform at a jazz club, um, and, which is, like, actually a pretty quick performance, uh, but then you get, like, stranded, uh, on that planet, and you have to, like, make your way through a desert and through this, like, abandoned city, and you meet, like, basically this game's version of Edna Mode from The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Um, and she- she lets you, like, she dresses you up, like, lets you pick a new costume from the mall that's inside her closet. Um, yeah, it's- That's it's, a it's sentence?
0: The, the mall <laughs> inside of her closet on her airship. I yep. think they- they even specifically, like, call out the absurdity of it later.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that's a fun sequence, because some of the co- costume options are wild. Uh, mm-hmm. They are all they are all posted on our Discord. If you want to see what we went with, I think all three of them ended up great.
0: Yeah, um, We're the really uh, fashionable people all of we us. are.
2: Yeah, I would have liked to spend more time and do maybe some things better, but it was just a tad bit too annoying to go back and forth and do like and test uh, things out.
1: Once you've once you've been to a given shop you can just access it from in the menu of any other shop. You know that, right? I do not. Okay, there is a there is a shortcut button that uh, as long as you've been to a shop once you can switch between the categories at the top. So it's not that bad.
0: Now you now you can just go back into chapter select and have yep. uh, a grand old time.
1: Yep. doing that. Um yeah. I I was going for a kind of like uh you know Sort of the androgynous elegance of Prince meets like David Bowie Starchild era uh, thing with mine, and I was like just very happy with how it turned out.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I went I went full like uh, fishnet and leather, um, like bubblegum cotton candy punk. Mm -hmm. I like the first so one of the first things you do I think like the second option um that you get to customize is your hairstyle and I was going through it and one of the hairstyles was like the Chelsea and I was like yes this is it this is what I need (laughs) I've I've always been like there's always been a part of like my brain that sees a Chelsea haircut and just lights up I'm like I I want that for myself someday but also (laughs) I'm not gonna do that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so that is a fun time, and then you, uh, you like, run your way through the this like super fashionable city, and get uh, you have to fight the fashion police to escape, um, and then you get to ride their warp turtle, uh, and it's. I think that that boss fight sequence might be my favorite one. Uh, I think
0: the the whole planet sequence is probably my favorite of the three.
1: Yeah, it's that that's a very the middle one is very strong. Mm-hmm. Um although like the the winter woods in the first one is, is also very gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um like there's there's a lot of very pretty <laughs> things in this game.
0: Yeah. I, I just the the character of the second world, like the first mm-hmm. character you meet is like an omniscient magical like krill thing. Yeah. And oh, then Oh
1: what is it what is it uh, uh... It has a great name, and I forget what it is.
0: Hang on. Uh, I have the um, Wikipedia open. I just had to... uh, Something something Wonder Krill. I don't remember the full title.
1: Experience the Something Wonder Krill.
0: Which is is great. And then you meet... uh, Well, no, then you go into the Jazz Club, which you're told several times is like, members only, it's very exclusive. You get down there and you're just playing for a single alien. It's very exclusive. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) and then and then you meet the the lady with the airship um and then and then you go through the city and you're like fighting the the fashionista or you're you're being pursued by the fashionista who is upset about your crimes against fashion Um, yeah while you're running through the city and like slowly turning public opinion sort of in your favor everyone thinks you're like such a maverick um and by the end of it you know you defeat the fashionista and it's 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 very flashy and fun. Yeah,
1: and you're you're riding like a big turtle and it's like they've got an enormous like airship and it's yeah. It's it's a good it's a good sequence.
0: Yeah, and all of the people who live in um in the city of Glitter Glimmerdim, Glimmerdim, yeah. um like they all look like like background characters in a Mobius comic, which is great. <laughs> um it's very very strong middle section. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and so then you you eventually make it back uh on the warp turtle uh, only to find out that because like you were stranded and made like a daring escape uh your show like had like super great ratings and apparently the rule on the ship is uh whoever has the best ratings is captain. Uh so you actually you like are replacing Lightman um as the captain. Which, like, he is less upset about than you would, than, like, I would, I was expecting him to be. Um, He's more, like, pissed that you're so apologetic about it. Yeah. Um, Where he's like, dude, like, you did a good job, fucking own it. Like, embrace this thing. Like, I don't want to have been displaced by an artist who, like, is just some wimp who doesn't believe in himself kind of thing um and so as a as a stunt to try and like um get you to prove that like you really are all that uh, he ta- he schedules the final show of the run uh, to be you duetting the glamour gone which is supposedly something that like only he's ever been able to do like in his prime because uh, the glamour gone is a monster that is so fascinating and like uh hypnotic that people who like see it are forever lost staring at it and like are unable to break free of its power. And the only way to break free uh is to entertain the glamour gone. And the only way to entertain the glamour gone is to be more fascinating than the glamourgone.
2: Yeah.
1: Um so it's uh so you go and you you have to do a whole rigmarole where you like first have to impress the person booking the stage. Uh, which ends up being, like, a character that you met earlier. Um, And then, like, a whole, uh, a whole, there's a whole, you know, darkest moment sequence uh, where you learn that actually when Lightman originally duetted the Glamour Gone, he wasn't even the main act. He was supporting Johnson Vendetti, your uncle.
2: (laughs) Dun, dun, dun.
1: Yep, the the famous folk singer. And it turns out you are still kind of in his shadow. And uh, the Tastemaker, who's the one who books the stage, is, like, really upset with Lightman of, like, oh, you're just uh, bringing another
0: Vendiddy. Yeah, you don't even find this out until later, I think, but, like, you do find out that, like, yeah like Johnson Bendati like hated the outdoors he hated all this folk music shit that he sang about
1: like so what yeah. was he doing but but um, he loved the music it's it, i was kind of unsure honestly how to take that bit because it was either saying like oh yeah he was kind of a fraud this whole time and like he didn't really believe in the things he was singing about uh or you could take it as like he was not someone who was like exemplified by the music that he was playing, but that was the music that he cared about and wanted to play. So he just kind of like faked it until he made it and like, you know, went with, went with what he wanted to play, even though like, uh, you know, it didn't come naturally to him sort of thing. So you can sort of read uh, that Johnson Vendetti stuff as either like, kind of aspirational or as he was sort of like a fraud um either way i kind of chose to read it as like you know he he was also someone who like had to kind of make up his own persona and like try and be the person he wanted to be rather than the person he was um so i i took it in a positive way but you can really read that in either direction i think
2: yeah
0: yeah I mean, I think a lot of it is also the idea of like it doesn't really matter what what your creative output is or what your creative pursuit is, but like you're gonna feel like a fraud, no matter, no yeah. matter what happens, so you know, yeah, the- that's just that's just it.
1: The whole message of the game is basically like if you are an artist, like make the art that you connect to on a personal level don't make the art that you think people want you to make. Right, like you, it has to be the thing that you like. You are putting your soul into, and like, fuck what the audience thinks, right?
0: Unless there, it a... makes money. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a really great line that Francis has. I think after you do the first stage, where like he's talking to I think Lightman, and Lightman's like, "How did it feel? Like you, you did good out there. Like how do you feel about about it?" And he says, "You know, it felt great. It feels so natural, and like I'm having so much fun, but." I'm like serious art. Serious work should be difficult. It should be painful. It should be like hard to do. Um, which is it's a, a great thing to address because yeah, there has been this idea of like serious work, like you have to put your blood and your soul into it. But like, uh, I think work. maybe I think if you're just having a really great time doing it, then like that that speaks for
1: yeah that comes that through. shows through yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh the there's also a great line that uh Lightman has when um when you're doing um like when you're talking to him after you've become captain. Um and you're like I don't know what the fuck just happened. I don't know what I'm doing. Um and you tell him I just don't want to make trouble for anyone. And Lightman says, "Kid, that is your worst quality." Yeah. Um and that's not really, like, a philosophy that I embrace in a daily life thing. But it did, like, make me gain a lot of respect for Lightman in that mm-hmm. moment. Because he he really does kind of, um, like, put his money where his mouth is, right? Like, he is a little bit, um, he knows he's past his prime, he's a little bit washed up, but he's never, like, not genuine about things. Uh, and he is actually like trying to like mentor and support you in a way that like matches with your style. Yeah, uh, I
0: the whole time I was kind of expecting like a big heel turn with yeah. Lightman. And and you you sort of get that when you find out that like he did. Did this whole rigmarole previously with with Johnson Vendetti? But even after the fact, he's like, "No, I like I didn't just pick you up because you're his nephew. Like I I picked you because you're genuinely talented, and I I don't think it matters that you're a relative of Johnson Vendetti. Like yeah. I really and, don't. and, and I, I didn't like,
1: oh, and shit. I didn't I didn't try and turn you into him, which is true. Like he mm-hmm. never asks you to do anything folk related, right? Like he's he wants you to play the music that you want to play." Yeah, he, um, never,
0: he never gives you any, like, stylistic, um, point, like, direction. He just says, like, go out there and play. Go out there and do your thing. Which is very, very nice.
1: Yeah, and it's, I thought he was a super interesting character because it would have been, it would have been really easy to make him just kind of one thing as a caricature, like... Oh, you know, he's like the old man who's completely lost in reliving his glory days. Or he's like the sort of pathetic comedic character who like doesn't know that he's, you know, who's like really desperately trying to not admit that he's he's past his prime. Or, you know, he's the villain who does the heel turn because he's jealous of you and can't stand to see new talent or whatever. Um, But they kind of took like a little bit of a bunch of those different things and made him a more nuanced character, and I appreciated that, like he's a mm-hmm. little bit pathetic and a little bit comedic, but he's also like not a bad mentor and like clearly still a pretty good performer um yeah although yeah. as uh as um Zom, who's like one of the aliens on the ship who's sort of like the the second mate who's like running everything um as he he points out when uh um Lightman does the show on uh for the taste maker uh and you ask how it went, uh Zom says like, oh, it was fine. And um so you're like, oh, well then what's wrong? And Zom's like, oh sorry, I, I was given to understood that fine was a devastating critique in your language.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um and yes, so
2: yeah.
0: um yeah. Yeah I the I'm I'm just like trying to think about the idea of like well i guess one thing that i kind of do have a problem with in this game is like it's it's stuck somewhere between the idea that like well actually no it's it's not even stuck between the idea because at the, at the beginning it's like actively critiquing the idea of like we should uh you know hold up this old piece of art as something great and and wonderful that a lot of people you know really like um and kind of throughout the game it's 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 it feels like a lot of um like Fuck you, old man, like if this is my time, um which i i I don't like agree with, um, I don't think that it's entirely in the other way, obviously either, yeah, but it's 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 sort of a strange tonal thing where it's like, well, like nothing, nothing can exist now without things that existed before, so why do we necessarily have to you know pit you know the previous luminaries of their fields against like the new and upcomers?
1: Yeah, I, and yeah. I, I, don't I, think, I don't have like I, a
0: complete I thought it, here, uh, but I, I, I was sort of considering that throughout.
1: For sure. And I think the game um, is kind of aware of that. And I, the way I took it was that it is it is offering, in contrast to being like just a, you know, hey, be an artist, do the things you want to do, you know, which it, it does is the main message, I would say. It does also have a running undercurrent of... Um, what the real pressures of the industry are. Like, they're talking about the music industry specifically, but, like, art in general. Like, the pressures of, like, yes, play whatever you want, but also, like, money is a factor, and people's attention is a factor, and trends move on, and, like, things that might still be really good, like, may just fall out of fashion because times move on from them, and, you know, like, it's it's it can be tough. Right? Like, I think that is present in the text of the game. Um, And makes it kind of nice and grounded in a way that it doesn't feel like completely naive.
2: Yeah. I have a similar critique but not exactly and this is the idea that only one can exist and that they compete with each other.
1: Mm.
2: When in fact it's very likely that both benefit from each other. Like both styles. Yeah. Like make the other better because there's more interest in it
1: yeah the uh the costume lady says something about that uh i think in her level which i really liked where she talks about um the importance as an artist of surrounding yourself with interesting people who are also making interesting art um and how you need to like you know Mm. like feed that part of your like creative needs and yeah, I think that's good. I, I, I agree to some extent, Carl. I was kind of really hoping, uh, and I'm I'm not that surprised that we didn't get it, but I was sort of hoping that uh, we would have some kind of meeting with Johnson Vendetti before the end. E- either like, you know, he actually being still out there and exploring space, because they never really say how he died. Um or just like some, you know, yeah. metaph- metaphysical ghost version of him or something like that. But something where it acknowledge- it would acknowledge that like, yeah, like he was a he was a great of his day and did his own thing um and but he like also like gives you his blessing to do your own thing because, you know, like he's not <laughs> like he doesn't want you to just be in direct competition with him. Like he wants you to be making art that is your art. But that doesn't that did not happen unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So you, um, <clears throat> you do end up doing the uh the final show for the Glamorgon. Uh, not just you, but also Violetta's um, like light show performance. Um, and that ends up being like the tipping point factor. Uh, like she's actually the Glamorgon is much more impressed with her work than yours. <laughs> She's like, you're pretty good, but damn, this, like, this laser light show person. And so, uh, Violetta gets to make her debut as, like, I, Glimmerage, was that her name that she went with?
0: Miragius, um, I think. Miragius.
1: Yeah, yeah So I knew it was something with Mirage in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, as Miragius. And she's doing kind of the Daft Punk thing of, like, wearing a helmet and not revealing her identity, which is fun. And then, yeah, you, uh... You get taken home and you're too late for the sh- the folks show that you were supposed to do, but you still go to the after party anyway and then you, you play a bunch of space rock at them and uh and uh yeah, you you sort of like find your voice and it's it's good. I like that. I like the message of this game.
2: You drive away in your space car.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Violetta drives away in your space car.
2: Well, it depends on what side of the road you drive on.
1: <laughs> Fair, yeah. Yeah, I I like that like when you when you defeat the Glamorgan, it gives like and it gives you the car. It does what is like clearly an ad spot for the car. You know, like even these like like Cthulhu Cthulhu style like beings of giant beings of madness like are still forced to the pressure of commercialization of their art, right? Um uh, which I thought was quite funny.
2: Yeah. I keep looking at I have a picture of the tastemaker in front of me and I really like that design.
1: So many good designs in this game. There's so yeah. much cool stuff. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Krill and uh even I think like Star Gordon was pretty cool. Um uh Stargordon Artful Escape. And there's there's just like a a bunch of like really cool background critters just in every um in every uh Sequence, and they're they're all just like really interesting to look at. Um, there's some there's also like every time you go back to the cruise ship, there's a bunch of like NPCs hanging around who will just chat about stuff. And there's some some fun gags and some cute designs there as well. Um, I very much enjoy the there's like a coat check on the bottom floor that's like stealing people's coats and selling them. That's yes, kind of a running I gag. I love the coat check guy. He's yeah. so good.
2: And it's um, in a place where you never have to be.
1: Yeah. You don't have to go there and, and have that little uh have that little exchange ever, but uh you can if you want. Yeah,
0: I was I was sort of expecting, um like after you go through the whole section in the mall where you can customize your character, I was sort of expecting like a door to open up down there that just leads you back to the mall so you can like reconfigure your character any way you want if you decide to change your mind. Um but that didn't happen. I don't know. It's just yeah, like I space wonder... that
1: I wonder if you if you were to chapter select back to that, pick a new costume, and then chapter select back to where you were, if it would just use your new costume? It might. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, granted, is not, is not a good user flow, for sure. I was a little sad because uh, I ran into a bug where, because um, I played this across multiple sittings. Uh, I did, I think, like, basically one of the three performances each sitting. Um and so between the second and third one I saved and quit and when I went back it remembered my costume choice but not my makeup. Um so it like just I played the, the end of the game without the makeup I had chosen, which was a little sad. Oh bummer. But you know, I was also wearing like giant visor type goggles. So you didn't see that much of the makeup anyway. <laughs> uh it was just kind of poking out from behind the visor. So it wasn't a huge deal. Um, but that was a bug. Um the music is, you know, what you would hope for i think for this game it's all it's all uh, self indulgent yeah. guitar Whales, but in a, in a fun yeah, way that, like that was that was the big thing
0: like at the very end of the game where it's like you have to impress um basically like the the cosmic embodiment of entertainment like you have to entertain them and like here's what i'm going to do i'm going to want to play a really long and noodly guitar solo baby <laughs> Or like at the, or even after that, when you go to the after party, you're like, "This is gonna be a night you're never gonna forget."
1: <laughs> like, uh, I
0: I have really strong opinions about guitar solos, and my opinion is that doing a very long, noodly, self-indulgent guitar solo doesn't make you a good musician. And granted, like you hold down the X button throughout the game to do a guitar solo, and those are like it's it's not bad, like it's. <laughs> They're, like, melodic, competent, sort of cohesive, like, good musical pieces. Um, but, man, a lot of guitar solos is not that. <laughs> and I just yeah. I just kept thinking about the idea that, like, it's like people who play metal, it's like the, the ultimate objective is being able to do tapping real good. And it's like, no, like, because most of the time it just sounds silly if you're doing tapping real good. Like, what's the point yeah. other than just showing off? Um, that was my my main big like textual gripe with the game, honestly. Yeah,
1: yeah. and honestly, yeah. if you were, um... were going to be a composer and like you wanted to be an artist that people remembered, like none of these are things that you can like hum, right? Like none of this is going to be something that gets uh gets a lot of radio play requests because people you know can't get the song stuck at, at like out of their head. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah it it's like my my probably my most controversial opinion about david bowie is that like everybody like thinks of him as like a uh, a singer and a musician but like he was an okay singer but he was an incredible songwriter and that's <laughs> why david bowie is so good and so memorable is because he wrote incredible songs yeah and he performed them well but not in- incredibly amazingly yeah um that's my take on it so
1: and yeah. he had a larger-than-life stage personality, which is a big part of what mm-hmm. they're, uh, what they are like, sort of flogging yes. here as, as part of this, is like, you know, part of show business is showmanship, and, like, appealing to a crowd, and like, understanding, um, I don't know, like, they they do a thing about, you know, like, you only get one chance to make an entrance, and, like, you know, don't don't just be, mm-hmm. like, meek and polite, like, own your your stage self thing, and I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's funny because in it, it's you know, the the moral of the game is like being true to yourself, but also the entire game is about creating a persona for yourself as an artist. And those two should feel like they are dissonant with each other, but they somehow don't in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was gonna be more about like discovering your artistic identity rather than about creating your artistic identity which are similar things but not the same thing um
1: but they kind of wrap them together a little bit yeah here. like they not not that they're saying they're the same thing but that they're saying that like they are related to each other right like in order to find yeah. your true artistic self you have to experiment with trying a bunch of weird things and figuring out who you
2: are yeah, i was
0: I was also sort of waiting for like the big cosmic lie of like I am from X planet and I was the the general of the heavy metal light brigade. Like I was sort of they kind of like hint at that like everybody knows you're a phony at the mm-hmm. beginning when you're on that talk show. Um and then it never comes back up again and I was I was sort of expecting it to kind of wrap back around and being like, Well you don't have to like make up this grandiose version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um to be, you know, to be successful, but they never, they never do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like they repeat the, they, you like, you repeat the lie so much that it just becomes true in a way. Well, yeah,
1: it's it's about, it's about like, you know, you shouldn't have to be the you that you were born as, you should construct a you that feels like the you you want to be, right? And so people are just kind of respecting the, the version of yourself that you have constructed, even though everyone kind of knows it's a construction. Yeah, I guess. Because uh, they'd rather they'd rather believe in the cool construction constructed version of you than in like the version of you who is like uh didn't even want to be a folk singer from a small town, right? Like even you don't want to be that person, so why should the audience want you to be that person? Yeah, I guess. Um there there was definitely would have been room uh in this for like a contrast between the constructed persona and the real self especially because you already have that kind of built into like folk music versus this kind of uh you know cosmic rock stuff um because the cosmic rock stuff is all about like being out there and over the top and fake and the folk music is all about being like down to earth and genuine and having something like like you know true and meaningful to say um so they they could have, like, held those up against each other and done something interesting with that contrast. That was part of why I was kind of hoping that we would get to meet Johnson Vendetti at some point in the game. Um, but they they don't. And I don't think it's, like, a bad game because they don't. No, it's just I don't
2: a... think that's the type of game it is.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: This is a short little, like, just go, go with the flow. Enjoy yeah. the ride. Play some sick guitar.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, and it's, I, you know, I don't, I don't dislike it for being what it decided to be as, as, you know, to bring the metaphor full circle. The game is what it is, and it's a, it is a delightful experience. So, Uh, so I'm, I'm not mad at it. Um, And it's still, you know, despite being like ultimately kind of fluffy, it does still say some interesting things about. Art and being an artist and making art, so you know I'm I'm happy with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah,
0: it's not nothing. This is like this. Definitely feels like a case of a game like succeeding in what it set out to do. Yeah, very very hard.
1: Yeah, doing doing its own thing as hard as it can, which as we've said before, uh, we love on this show. So,
2: however, you should not play it like I did in one sitting.
1: Yeah, like it. Because it is, it is playable it in one sitting. Me. Yeah, um, it is playable in one sitting, but it's better if you like let it breathe a little, like between the shows. I think, um, yeah, yeah. It's and it's only like what four and a half hours, and you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't want it to be much longer than that. Um, it is a, it is a game that like <laughs> knows what it is, gets in, gets out, says the thing, and and it's gone, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, I, I will admit I was a little disappointed with the final boss fight. I was kind of hoping that they would do more with that. Like, maybe, you know, like, revisit some older sequences, maybe have like, a cool freestyling section in the middle, so you actually feel like you're the one making the music that's defeating the Glamourgon. Um, But it's actually kind of like one of the least showy and spectacular uh, like, boss numbers in the game. Which is a little weird.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's all about that light sh- show, maybe. Yeah, it feels like it's a shorter segment than the previous boss.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so like I, yeah, I kind of wish that, that a little, uh, maybe a little more time could have spent been spent coming up with something a little more unique for that that last one, especially because they the game spends so much time building up the glamour gone as this like you know super powerful cosmic entity. Um I would have liked to see a little bit more with with that, I think. Yeah, I
0: I sort of felt like the gameplay stakes were never fully aligned with the narrative stakes <laughs> at, at any point. Which again, like there there's not a huge amount of game in this game. Um hmm. but it's it's still it's still enjoyable, so what are you going to do?
1: The thing is as- the game in general and especially the freestyle segments made me feel cool and they made me feel like i was a cool musician playing cool music and that's all i ask from a game like this right that
0: really is fair yeah
1: um and like i know i wasn't i know i was like just riffing back and forth uh, between five notes that sound good over a particular set of chords but like I was I was excited about it. I was like, "Oh man, I wish they kind of like recorded those sequences cuz I sort of liked that one part in the middle that I did during that freestyle sequence and I wouldn't have minded like listening it back again." You know? Um and you know, I think that's yeah. that says a lot uh of positive for the game as a whole and the game as an experience. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I just um garth is on uh his his section of my desk is a little bit smaller than it used to be now that i've rebuilt my desk um so he did just stretch out too far in his bed and he fell off the desk and brought his bed with him oh Um, no it's fine it's fixed now (laughs) it's fixed now it was um it was very funny to watch and he's back in his bed so it's all right
1: yeah good kitty
0: he's had a bit of an adventure.
1: Uh, I was just remembering Lightman's real name is Mark Violetta keeps calling him Mark and he's like, call me Lightman and she's like, uh-huh, sure
0: Yeah, which is funny because you pick out your own name and, and um, Lightman is consistently just continuing to call you Francis
1: <laughs> Yeah Um, and, and, uh, Violetta calls you, well, and I guess she does this with Lightman, too, to some extent, she calls you by your real name or your stage name, depending on how annoyed she is with you at the moment, for the most part. Like, if she's on board with your shenanigans, she'll use your stage name. If she's, like, chewing you out, she'll use your real name.
0: (laughs) She's consistent, and I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Uh I like her. As I say, it might just have been because I was like really worried that she was gonna be like a like hopelessly manic pixie dream girl character. Uh and I was just relieved that she wasn't, but uh but I enjoyed her. Yeah. She has that kind of like sarcastic, hardworking, like, listen, I'm good at my shit and I demand that you also be good at your shit because you are in part like we're in this together and I will not have you dragging me down.
0: Yeah, I, I liked I feel like we, there's a lot more room in media for uh, female characters who just are not dealing with your shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, I I would have like there wasn't really a time or place for it in this game, but I I bet Violetta's story would have been super interesting, right? Like, there's this question of like how she met Lightman and what her exact relationship is with him, because it seems like they've known each other for a really long time Mm -hmm. and she doesn't take a lot of shit from him. And she's like one of the few people who doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, you know, she's, she's sort of running the ship in the background um, without anybody really realizing. And she has, you know, she's been kind of like biding her time waiting for a chance to debut um, which is sort of like an interesting subplot. I don't know. I think she she's a she was an interesting character, and I wouldn't mind like another game in this style that was more about her. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that was the uh, the artful escape. Any final thoughts from um, folks? It's uh,
0: it's a it's a fun little game. Yeah. I I I always feel like that's like. Maybe a rude thing to say. Like, it's a nice little game. It's a it's a cute little game. It's a fun little game. Go play Fine, it. But like,
1: mine is a devastating critique. <laughs>
0: but, but yeah, no, I I it's it's like it doesn't it doesn't try to do too much. It it does what it does very well, and it doesn't take up a huge amount of your time. Like it's 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 a good little concise experience, and I I feel like we say this almost every every episode, but it's like the older I get, the less free time I have and the the more I really appreciate just the the kind of compact efficient, tightly authored experience of a game.
2: Yep. yep. You just have to become younger. <laughs> I yeah. know.
1: Or just find somebody to take care of you like a child so that uh, you have uh, all all this free time that you don't have to do anything.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I think it's very difficult to do that without it being a sex thing anymore. Yeah. Um Yeah. Is, is the problem. <laughs> um, so, you know.
1: Yep, it's true. Um yeah, so that was the artful escape. Uh very much enjoyed. Would recommend if it's the sort of thing you like. I I will say that if if you asked me to recommend uh a short music themed game by Anaperna I'd still probably recommend Sayonara Wild Wildhearts first um but I think this one is also very good
0: Yeah it's yeah it's it's difficult they're so similar and yet they're so different
1: Yeah They're, they're like very similar on paper but they feel very different as experiences um I think I think Sayonara, maybe this is in part just because it's shorter, but it has more, like, moment-to-moment novelty where you keep going, like, whoa! <laughs> what the heck? Uh, in a way where that, like, this one doesn't quite pull off. But they're, they're both doing their own thing, and they're both very good, so.
2: Yeah. What I I would prefer is, like, I would prefer Sayonara, but I think that just comes down to more agency in the fun section. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, more to that's do gameplay-wise, right. for sure.
0: Yeah, also, I feel like if you lean more towards synths, play Sayonara Wild Hearts. <laughs> and if you lean more towards guitars, play The Artful Escape.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. Um, There's yeah. space
0: for everyone at the table.
1: Yep. Yeah, you don't or need to... Both. Yeah. yeah <laughs> as we've, as we've established, uh, art does not necessarily need to directly compete against each other. There is room for many types, so play both of them. They're yeah. both great games. Uh what about our next great game that we're playing Kelso? Uh,
0: our next great game that we're going to play uh hopefully uh I have high hopes. I think we all have high expectations for this game to be so great. Um finally it's out we're going to be playing Oxenfree 2: Lost Signals which like just released like last week,
1: I think. Oh yeah.
0: Um and we we uh we played Oxenfree 1. Uh, like, a couple a years long ago? long time ago, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I want to say it was, like, maybe two, two three years ago. Um, we played it, I remember, like, around Christmas. Like, it was, like, an end-of-the-year game for us, if I remember correctly. Um, who knows when that was. Um, and, you know, not too long after, I think, this was announced, and we've all been um, waiting... Uh, for it to be here, and now it is here, and we're gonna play it! Um, so, yeah, Oxenfree 2, uh, again, developed by Night School Studio, this time published interestingly by Netflix um, and MWM Interactive, which they published, um, Stonefly, and they also published Mundon, which we haven't played, but I've been meaning to play it.
2: Um,
1: which is a horror game, so we probably won't play it on the podcast, but you never know, yeah. I guess. Um yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the the first
2: um, time we play a third game from a developer?
0: You know, maybe it is. I can't I can't think of any other um any other uh, any other thirds from the same developer, now that you've mentioned that.
1: What was the wait, what was the the besides Oxenfree 1, what was the other game we've played by that? After party. Oh, I forgot that was the same people. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um Yeah, because we played we played, oh you know it's it's funny, we played two um flight school games, and now we're playing three night school games <laughs> um, nice yeah, maybe maybe I'll look through and see uh if if there's any other um single developer that we've played more than two games by, but yeah, now that you're now that you've mentioned that i th- I think you're right, I don't think we have. So um the the and... the highest accolade goes to Night School Studio from our podcast.
1: <laughs> yep. yep. Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll hate uh, lost signals and be very disappointed. I hope
0: uh, not. Like I I I was not I was kind of disappointed in After Party. Um mm-hmm. so I'm I'm hoping that this turns it around for me cuz
1: yeah. Free One was so good. It was, and it's, I, you know, I just said, like, we don't normally play uh, a lot of horror games on this podcast, mostly because I'm a wimp uh, and don't don't like them, but this was, like, an exception for me because it's a scary game, but it was just very cool in a way that was, like, overcame my, my fear of it, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, apparently, oh, well, I just, I just paid for it. Um. Apparently, I'm just looking at, like, the Google search page. Uh, I guess Oxenfree Two is free if you have a Netflix subscription. Um, oh, which is weird, but yeah, I, I don't could, care. Like,
1: I could have, uh, I could have gotten that free as well. I guess, but yeah, I nah. don't,
0: I don't care. I'm happy to pay for it.
1: That's, that's honestly, weird. Like, I'm happy I knew, to pay for it. I knew Netflix was doing like some interactive video stuff that they like dabbled in. I didn't realize they were just full on publishing games now. I uh, yeah, they have that. a couple.
0: I, I guess, I guess they do have a few. This is, yeah, I, it's interesting. I guess we'll have to look into more of, like, what are they actually
2: doing? Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know so. why that that feels, like, really unnerving to me. Maybe because these days I'm very wary of, like, large companies trying to just, like, own all the media.
0: Um, well, yeah, and I but... mean, given that we're in the middle of, like, the sag after strike... Um, yeah. which and also centers that, that, largely Netflix. on on streaming rights and these big streaming companies trying to outsource everything to AI. Like, it feels...
1: Yeah, and great. also Netflix in particular is one of the companies that's known for, like, not really supporting their artists very well mm-hmm. and just, like, uh, dumping anything that's not immediately profitable, even if it's very critically successful. Um yeah. So, like that 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 always makes me nervous that if you know like oh are they gonna also control games i like and then unceremoniously cancel them
0: yeah i i i don't feel great about it either
1: but Um, i bought it on steam so at least i will you know not lose access to it if i suddenly stop playing for netflix
0: yeah definitely um
1: yeah, it's it's yeah. it. For what it's worth, it was uh. I, I don't know if it is anymore. It might be for another couple days. Um, but it was on sale as like a release sale, um, on Steam as well, like twenty five percent off or something. Um, um,
0: looks like it is on sale until, um, the Wednesday after we're recording this, the nineteenth of July. So yeah. if you listen to this right away, you've got a couple days to get it on sale still. Um, yep.
1: Or yeah. free with your Netflix subscription, I or guess.
0: free with your Netflix subscription. Yeah, I guess. We're- okay, let me... But um... probably,
1: probably not to own. Probably to just play, and then it's... You lose it if you lose your Netflix, I would guess. Since that yeah. is their model.
0: Yeah, this is the only game listed under the Netflix publisher page on Steam, at least. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess, I guess if they, like... I guess they picked a good property to, like yeah be their first real foray into game publishing um because i mean a lot of people have been really excited about this game um outside of just us so yeah yeah,
2: yeah.
1: all right well we will hopefully it lives up to our lofty expectations uh and we will see all in hopefully 2 weeks this is a slightly longer game um so we may end up having to delay but um it's not crazy long so maybe we can get it out in two weeks um see
0: we'll see and you know what if we don't it's fine yeah we do this for fun (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah um plugs i don't i don't know what the state of twitter is um but hey i'm still there not really I, i i look at it but i don't do anything else there um you can find me on Twitter at Kelso Time Bomb. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at Feedback Force. That's where we are. Um there is a Discord. The Discord is linked on the Twitter somewhere. You can find it. Yep. It's not that hard to find. I believe it's, in you.
1: It's also called the Feedback Force Pod chat. I don't know if Discord has a like search and discovery functionality, but for what it's worth, that's the name of the Discord.
0: Yeah, I have no idea how Discord works, honestly. I use it so rarely. Um and the only channels that I join are like, you know I guess. Is, it, is Do they call it channels? I don't know. The only, like, groups that I join are ones that I get through links. So, who yeah. knows? Who knows yeah. how any of this works?
1: Yep. I don't. Um, I've, I've been thinking we should, like, set up a link tree or something so we have somewhere else to, to direct people to find these things.
0: That is uh, a really good idea. Yeah.
1: But, uh... Cause, cause, like nobody who's on Twitter anymore right uh, i I technically have a Twitter account you can follow me at Kyla underscore go but I barely even look at it anymore um I am on my Instagram account uh at Kyla Gorman fury um but that's that's really my lizard's Instagram account so if you wanna if you want to say hi to Escher uh you can come by there
0: yeah maybe when Twitter finally dies for real I will um, actually resurrect um my my Instagram that I have for Garth. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even say what it is because I think I've posted on there like twice and um that's it. But whatever. I I I don't
1: I don't take a lot of pictures, okay? I just don't I don't know. That's fine. And uh <laughs> and Carl, you remain unfindable?
0: Yep.
2: No <laughs> social media for me.
1: Living
2: uh, live in the dream. I mean live I have some the private dream. ones.
1: But, yeah, don't yeah, contact Carl on the internet. He's not yeah. contactable. He'll call. I, I need. I feel
2: like I need to set something up.
1: <laughs> you can also have a link tree. Um, or if we make a link tree, we can just uh, we can have a an entry that says like contact Carl, and you can just send people to the trailer for your game
2: that yeah. you're working
1: on. Yeah, that's
2: or I'll just make idea. a MySpace.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, let's go back to MySpace, and I'll have MySpace pages.
0: Oh, bringing it back.
1: Um, I'm also <laughs> I mean, I'm also Tiger with a K uh on Tumblr if you want to find my Tumblr account. Uh that like has very little to do with my game design stuff though. That's mostly me just doing fandom reblogs. I have a Tumblr
0: as well that I don't think I've ever used. Um Tumblr is um frightening and I feel like I'm uh look I know I know that I am the middle child of the podcast, but I feel like I'm like, I just go there and I feel like an old person like I don't know what anything is, even though I do know like most of the, the like the an historic Tumblr memes like I am aware of all of them just through kind of well, osmosis. But you'll like... be
1: happy to know that Tumblr is pushing a big initiative right now to like revamp the site to be more user friendly for people who are new to the experience. Uh, cause they're trying to attract oh, more people. It's incredibly unpopular among longtime Tumblr denizens who of course want nothing to change ever. Um, yeah. And, uh, like, well, you know, they, they, they released a whole statement about like, you know, trying to make the site profitable and it's really just like a lot of, um, it is admirably transparent considering it feels something like uh, you would say to like shareholders and not to like the general audience of a website Um, of like, here is our business strategy going forward. Um, But it's, it is still mostly just corporate speak. So it could mean any of a number of things from like little tweaks to UI that just make things like easier for new people to like whole scale revamps of features that could completely ruin the site. So I think it's just kind of a wait and see if it actually (laughs) improves anything. They already added a new feature today that I'm like very excited about, which is the notifications now say uh, explicitly if the blog that you Uh, that, like, you receive the notification from is someone that, like, you follow or is just, like, a mutual follow-follow-back with you.
2: Um,
1: So it, like, tells you your relationship to the blog in the note. And I'm like, that's very convenient. Thank you, Tumblr. But yeah, Yeah. no, like, one of the big things they outlined um, in their, like, big corporate... Newsletter was, yeah, so like people who've joined this site for the first time have no idea how to find anything. And like, it, you know, we kind of expect them to discover a lot of these tools on their own. And that's like really asking a lot of the average user. So like maybe we should have a better, like top of the funnel. And like they're not wrong.
0: Yeah, that is true. I think you mentioned like old Tumblr users. And I think that's the other part of it is that. It almost feels wrong to like encroach upon a space that is not your space. <laughs> Even though oh, like this it's it's a big it's a big internet website. I shouldn't feel that way. Well but no it does you should also feel do it, like
1: you should do it now because like now is the great like um Reddit and Twitter exodus. So the site is getting a big influx of new people anyway. So there's been a lot of posts geared towards like, hey new people, here's how to find stuff and like here's what to do.
0: Yeah, I guess I just hate feeling like a like a tourist. Um because <laughs> tourists are 'cause tourists are annoying and I don't wanna I don't wanna bring that vibe with me anywhere that I go. Um
1: Well, if it's... you if you decide if you decide that you wanna pick up your Tumblr, uh I can give you like some good people to follow to like get you started and help you branch towards things.
0: I might do that. Like the the thing about Tumblr that has been more and more appealing to me lately is like it feels like there's no point in 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 tweeting anymore like yeah like like there's just there's no point in just like brain dumping because like i'm not a brand uh yeah. and i'm not doing anything interesting uh so well, why um and and tumblr feels like it's much more um appropriate for that just kind of like here's a thought that i had i don't care if anybody reads it here's a thought
1: yeah. yeah, and it's it's also it's a great it's a great social media to like just be a spectator on. Like, I feel like when I was on Twitter, I felt compelled uh, to tweet, right? Like, I had to to be part of the Twitter ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Tumblr, I can just like sit back and like look at everybody else's stuff and occasionally reblog something. I I have very rarely like original posts, but I mm-hmm. still feel like I am participating in the Tumblr community. <laughs>
0: Ah, that's good. Maybe I dust off the old Tumblr. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, (laughs) this has become a long tangent. Um, (laughs) uh,
1: Thanks thanks for listening to our podcast, folks.
0: Yeah, this has been a podcast, Um, as usual, like we do. I was getting some internet issues. Like I said, we got some pretty big rain um, all at once. I was having some internet issues, like, throughout. So um, hopefully the recording end is okay. Um, But if not, I'll do my best.
1: Hopefully it's salvageable. Um, All right. Thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you in hopefully two weeks. Uh, And hopefully Lost Signals is real good. We'll see. Yeah. All
0: right. Thanks
1: for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.